0: Good morning, it's your Real Estate Daily and I am your Real Estate Guru and we are talking today about should you have someone in your car with you? You know, this topic was suggested to me and I, I started looking into it and we in my office we actually have policies about it and we'll talk about our policies, we'll talk about the legalities and different things of having people in your car with you. It's kind of the old fashioned method of getting people around. Uh, I think a lot of the younger generation really think about having people in their car with it, it's it's almost nowadays an invasion of your personal space it feels like a little bit. Okay, before we get into all of that, take a moment, hit the like button and <laughs> I have such a good time answering your questions. Please send them across. Send across topics that you would like to have covered on Real Estate Daily, where we cover hot news articles, as well as coaching of the day to grow your real estate business to the biggest it can ever be, and particularly in 22, where real estate is on fire yet again. Here we are. You know we are already <laughs> getting technically you're on it. One twenty-fourth into the year. We're not a month. We're a half a month in, and that that is just incredible. To think we're already this deep. It feels like we just barely passed Christmas, and here we are already half half into January, and that is amazing. Okay, so. I'm gonna take advantage of the easy topic first, but it gets revisited later. So the easy topic first is, is it legal to have someone in your car with you? And the easy answer is, yes, of course, it's legal to have someone in the car in the car with you. However, that comes with a bunch of caveats. Number one, you need to talk to your insurance carrier about your career what you're doing with your career, and that you're actually having people in the car with you. In some states, this is a problem. So you need to be make your insurance carrier aware of it, tell them that you are having people in the car, and they, they will advise you at, as to the, your local rulings on this. Other legal problems are, are, are you charging for them? I suspect that you're not Let me grab a sip of coffee this morning. I'm having a little too much fun with that. Are you charging for the ride? That would make you a chauffeur driver, a driver for hire license. That's different. That's different altogether. If you're charging for the ride, that makes you a, a legally driver for hire. And that's a problem. At that point, you need a license that would allow you to charge for it like a cab driver or working for a company that would that holds a license that allows for this kind of payment. But on your own, no. Uh, but the easy answer on the, on the legal issue is, uh, can you do it? And the answer is sure with all of the what ifs and ands and buts that we're we're going over. The other question to answer legally, and this would be legal to your individual brokerage, is is it in your policy, the policy of your brokerage that you're working for? Do do they have a policy on it? Now I'm gonna tell you our policy, Mount Hood Realty, we have a policy that you don't have someone in the car with you, that you're not transporting your client with you unless, with a big unless, you've talked to your principal broker about it and made them aware and you have an agreement with them that you are tra- going to transport that particular client. And we would have questions asked you, what's going on. By the way, there's lots of reasons still today to transport a client we're not without reason to transport somebody and i don't mean just financially or just a good idea to combine resources because that i'm all for that i don't want people wasting gas and resources and so we had someone a few years ago fly in the town she was elderly she flew into town didn't know her way around Had nobody here, wanted to live in this area, but had no family here to transport her. And by the way, she didn't drive. So we had nice conversations with her. We got to know her on the phone and decided, okay, well, let's take some safety uh, options here. Let's have two people go, and they'll meet her at the airport picked her up at the airport, transported her around. She eventually bought a home and is now part of the greater Portland mar- market. And that is wonderful. But that is kind of the one off that from what we're talking here. That is the anomaly to the system. I'd like to know in the chat, what are you doing in your personal policy or in your brokerage What's going on with transporting people? Do you personally transport? If you're a newer agent, do you plan to transport? Is this something that you would do? Would you throw a couple people in the car and say, let's go do a tour of homes? Let's go back just a few years. Not that long ago, by the way, let's go back a few years This was an expectation. Now this is a few years ago, but it was an expectation that the realtor would drive you around, you would get in their car and they would actually drive you around and show you the places. And this is during a time that people would have had a car, but the expectation is you were going with the realtor. I'll tell you this huge advantage In days of old to going with the realtor, you built the relationship with the realtor, and as the realtor with the client, you got to get this is where you got into their head, and we've had lots of shows about getting into the head of the client and talking about motive and talking about you know what what is what are the reasons they're moving or selling, whatever they're doing, what are those reasons? Well, that was your opportunity. You had an audience, a you know, captive audience inside the car. And well, what are you going to do other than talk? So, wait, You could write, turn on the radio, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I know radio's big. <laughs> Pardon me. I hope you're sipping a cup of coffee this morning. I've got my Black Rifle Coffee Company coffee going on this morning. They're not a sponsor of the show yet, even though I think they should be. I love their coffee. And I would like to know what kind of coffee are you sipping in the morning? What gets you up and gets you rolling? I'll tell you, I love mornings and I love the real estate business. And one of my favorite things in life and goals of life is to help you build a real estate business. It is an anomaly to a lot of people. They really don't get how to build it. That's why about 10, 12% of all that are licensed run the market. They do almost all the sales. It's that 90 10 rule, you know, about 10% do 90% of the sales. That it's that kind of thing. And the rest of them dabble with one or two sales each or 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 zero. That doesn't have to happen to you. Okay. Let me let me get back on topic here. Sipping my coffee, let me get back on topic. So, it used to be driving people around was the opportunity to have the relationship, and there were many people in the past that would plan their first or their last time to drive somewhere the furthest so they would have time to talk and really begin to to nurture that relationship you know a few more minutes in the car a few more minutes to talk a few more minutes to ask questions and with a captive audience you're likely to get an answer it was truly great when it came to that kind of thing however Times change, you know. We know one thing is change is inevitable. Change absolutely will happen. It is happening all the time. So you need to know your your the policy of the brokerage. More than that, what is your personal policy? Even if your brokerage allows for it, and I know some broker, lots of brokerages that that, that allow for it, or they don't even have a policy on it. It's just It's do what you please. Well, on those situations, you need to have a personal policy. Because what are you going to tell someone when they say, just a second, I'll park my car, I'll meet you at 123 Main Street, and I'll go with you from that point. You need to be able to say something like, my company doesn't allow for that, or "I I have a policy that doesn't allow for that. I will give you a map, I'll give you guidance, I'll give you addresses, you can follow me if you don't want them in your car. You need something to say in advance if that's going to be your plan. All right, wait, I told you the legal part was going to revisit us. Well, at the next topic, it comes back in. The coronavirus, COVID-19, all of a sudden, Our legal landscape changes when it comes to having people in the car in a really big way. We're not done with the coronavirus, but on a side note, we're never going to be done with the coronavirus. We're just going to get a lot better at handling it, just like we got better at handling the swine flu and all the other flus and epidemics that have come around and hit humanity. We got better at them. They're they're not gone. Viruses don't have morality and ethics. It, it's not like that, where they feel like, okay, well, I made humans suffer enough now. No. Viral things aren't like that at all. They don't care. They don't have feelings like that. They're just doing their thing. So in the in COVID. It has changed a lot. Let me talk about Oregon specifically, but this is different. I could never address all the jurisdictions in the United States because one problem is just looking at Oregon, we have 36 counties and, and we have a state ruling and then each county has an overlay. So there's differences from municipality to municipality at times. And I suspect across the whole United States, in the hundreds, thousands of municipalities, there are different overlays, even within your state. And then, of course, you have company rulings, brokerage rulings, and personal policies. COVID-19, the big change when it came to should you have someone in your car. Now, the change probably had already happened for most of us. We just don't do it. but. If you do do it, COVID-19 brought in a problem. And that is, how do you have social distancing and a client that you generally don't know and put them in your car? You know, that, that six feet of distance, that would be violative in the majority of cars that are out there. Certainly, we we drive a Honda Civic, that'd be violative in our Honda Civic. We can't do that. There isn't six feet of distance anywhere in that, that car. We often think feel like there should be when, when we have our dogs with us. There definitely should be more than six feet of distance. So, but even if you're in a van that had you know six six feet or more, you're you're encapsulated in a vehicle. How do you have social distancing? Now we can have the N95 masks on. We can have inoculations. We can have a lot of things going on. But is it reasonable according to COVID-19 and the rules of your area? So in Oregon, we have lots of rules on this of of staying apart and you have to wipe the handles down. And and only so many people, there have been different rulings over the time of this. You have to go in and wipe the handles down. And you have to monitor who's in the house and how many people are in the house at one time. And just lots and lots and lots of rulings. It would generally be considered unreasonable to be traveling with the people in your car. But not against the law. There isn't a law saying you can't put them in even in Oregon. There's not a law saying you can't put them in your car. I... We'll tell you up front. I don't know how the social distancing ever, be, you know, becomes paired with this because it would be impossible to have a social distance in the car. Come on, that that's that's ridiculous. I know you're probably laughing now because I'm making such a big deal of it, but the law didn't take this into consideration. They just said social distancing. Well. I suppose that would be social distancing when possible because you can't do it in a Honda Civic. Now, for us, it's an easier out. The easier out is we have a a business policy for all of our, our agents that they can't have someone in the car unless otherwise approved. So generally, as a general rule, people aren't in the car. And this isn't a problem because the culture... Has changed where people aren't in the car anyway. I tell you, we, I I don't know of any cases on this matter at this point. We're probably way too early, and hopefully we'll never see a case on this matter. But if we do, it would be interesting to follow for sure. Okay, let's move on to the next thing out of the out of COVID because there's a lot that can still be said about COVID. But let's move on over into safety. I want to carve out some time here for safety this morning. So should you have someone that you don't know in your car with you just for safety purposes? And we know safety for realtors is a big, big issue. I highly promote and I have posted products on my show that I promote. I don't get money from them, but I certainly promote them that You have personal safety alarms with you. Safety is a big deal for realtors. And for those who think that it's only women, it was not that many years ago, two men in the same period of time, different instances in Vancouver, Washington, were killed in vacant houses, robbed and killed. It happens to men and women. It's across the board. I think it probably does happen more to women. I I think it's probably fairly established. Nevertheless, everybody needs to have safety devices. How can you have a safety device that is meaningful if you have the stranger danger, the stranger in your car with you? I know people, I'm probably going to get hate mail on this already. Please post. Do you put strangers in your car and you're probably going to post clients are not strangers to me. How well do you know them? Do you, have you known them more than 30 minutes? Have you spoke to them more than one instance? Now it is a little different when you have more than one, you have two of them in the car with you. That, Some would think that might be a little more safe because then it would take collusion of the two people to do some criminal or safety problem against you. But that has been known to happen. So I know we're talking the anomaly here. We are talking the small percentage. Please be safe. Safety is something that we can't go out and repurchase once it's gone out of our life it's either you either have done it and averted the matter, or if it's happened to you, I'm so sorry. Because it it can be a life-changing event for whoever it happens to. There's no question about it. It, it can rattle you. I want you to be safe. How do you be safe when you are transporting someone in the car? So you take a phone call. Someone says... Uh, we'll meet you at 123 Main Street and we'll ride with you from that point to the next one. And you are showing them a string of homes of which some of them are vacant. When you get into a vacant home, how are you being safe? These You don't know these people. You have transported them to this location. So others that are watching don't even know. Of their, uh, of their automobile make, they don't know anything going on. Of course, there's a whole bunch of things and this is not a class on safety. However, safety is a big deal when it comes to client transportation. How are you going to be safe with strangers? would love to hear from some of you in the chat. How do you plan your safety when showing vacant homes? To people that you don't know, you generally don't know these people. Maybe you've talked to them twice on the phone. A lot of times, you know how you know the business. You've talked to somebody one time, and they want to go see one two three Main Street, and one two three Main Street is a vacant home. At that point, you have transported oh well at least yourself. You maybe you've met them there. And from there, they were talking about going somewhere else with you, maybe in your car. Would you ever ride with a client somewhere? I know, I, I know this has happened where people have been transported somewhere, but have any of you, please put it in the chat room, have any of you rode with your client somewhere? And how well did you know your client at that point? This is something I would never say that somebody do unless they had, and I want to get to our, our next topic. It rolls right into it, a relationship with somebody. You know, relationship changes everything. If you have a long-term relationship with somebody, you know the person. You know their friends. You know where they're from. You know their past. You know some of their history. You, you know what they're doing in life you have a good read on what's happening with the person. Well, this changes it. Would you put that person in your car? And the answer is absolutely. It just changes everything. Knowing that, person, now our policy still applies and they would have to, in our brokerage, give us a quick call and say, hey, I've got a personal friend, known this person for 10 years. Uh, We're gonna go together looking at homes. And the answer, of course, for us would be good. That's terrific. Wonderful. You know the person. You're safe with them. The stranger danger problem, it, it doesn't exist in that situation because you have a relationship with them. Now, how long does it take to get a relationship deep enough for trust? Well, that that's a magic thing to talk about is how do you get that far? <laughs> Let me take another sip of coffee this morning. How do you get that far? Well, we would need a psychologist on here. For those who have an idea, please post in the chat. How long does it take you to have a secure relationship with somebody? Is that three, four, five meetings? At what point in time do they start to become a friend? Because I'll tell you, we are in the friend business. By the time you close the deal with somebody... Sale or purchase, either way, you're going to have a friend. Well, hopefully they're your friend. You're going to have someone that has learned to trust you as a professional. You would put them in your car at that point because you know them. You've been through a traumatic life event with them. You have guided them through a traumatic life event. One of the top five stressors of life is moving. And whether you're representing a buyer or a seller, they both represent one big thing, and that is they are moving their self into or away from a home. Huge life stressor. You've been through a traumatic event. One might say that you are have a trauma bond with the people. That may be stretching a little too far. Before I get a bunch of posts up, <laughs> that you have a trauma bond. Although, if you feel like you have a trauma bond with your clients, post and let me know what kind of. if you feel like you have a trauma bond with, with some of your clients. There's no doubt that with some of them, we will feel like we have a trauma bond as to what we actually have went through. Holding the deal together while maybe their family is exploding, and so many other things are happening that are unrelated to just having them initially in the car. While that, by the end of the day, can be the relationship that you are bonded to your client in a strong way, and you're going to get future business. From them, and that's what we're about here at Real Estate Daily and our coaching programs is to help you get future business. Your future business will be bigger and stronger than the business you are drumming up that's new because these people start coming back to you on a revolving door, and it can start to happen within three years of being in the business, that you will have a strong return of the people because of the bond. And it's the same people that I would suggest that you wouldn't the first day put them in the car because you don't know that you would eventually have this strong bond with. What is your personal policy? Do you transport people right away? Do you transport people upon first meeting them? Would you pick someone up at the airport? I told you what we've done. I told you our policy. I'd like to know from you, what would you do in the situation of picking someone up from an airport? Would you pick them up at the airport unknown? How much research? We went on Facebook. We took a look at the person. They were findable. We were able to research them, find we actually found their family. We had a conversation because she opened it up to us with one of her kids that was helping her. We opened it up to that conversation and had a conversation with one of her kids. And that helped a lot because you start to feel better when you start to bring other parts of the family in. And yeah, mom's moving there and and we're in support of this. and sorry, we can't be there with you. Well, that really turned the key because it we didn't have a relationship with her yet of any depth, but we had enough knowledge from research that we were able to do something and feel fairly secure about it. But we still doubled up. We still had two people go. We didn't do it alone because that would, in our estimation, is unreasonable. What is reasonable to you? I'd love to hear from you. This is Real Estate Daily. I'm your real estate guru. The question of the day was: Do you trans should you transport people in your car? And we went through the different elements of it. Is it legal? Yes, with a bunch of caveats and other considerations. And I'd love to hear from you on this topic of are you transporting people in your car? Please take a moment. Hit that like button. Uh, It is so meaningful to me. And open up. I want you to take a moment and open up for yourself to build your business. The members only events. What you have to do is hit the subscribe button right down here at the bottom. Hit the subscribe button. That will open up the members only events for you where we take a deeper dive into your business and helping you build your business set in a substantial way. We also have coaching programs and a Kickstarter course for you to take your business through to get you up and running with lots of leads and clients. We'll be talking to you soon. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much. It's the Real Estate Daily Show.